You're listening to Freedom Christian Fellowship's podcast. Thank you. This is this is super awkward. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna I'm just gonna put that one out there. This is really awkward for me, um, but I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited to have the opportunity to uh, share with you guys just what um, what God's put on my heart for this week. And you know, like Andy said, we're on the second week of Advent, and and Advent is this time. It's the four weeks that precede. Christmas, and it's, it's uh, themed by hope, peace, joy, and love. And last week, we talked about hope. Um, Pastor Spud did an amazing job, and uh, just talking about how despite our circumstances um, and the situations that we may be in, we can have hope because we have a champion, Jesus, who has fought the battle for us, and he has overcome. And uh, you know, so as we as we move into this this week of peace, um, you know, I was just thinking of um, how as as Advent goes along and, and we wait for this time of, of Jesus coming back, um, we still live in this time of a troubled world, um, a flawed world that that causes us sometimes to lose our hope and to lose our peace and to lose our joy and our lose our love, but. Um, Jesus came, like I said, Jesus came so that we could overcome the world. And it says that in, um, in John 16, 33. He said, I've told you these things, that in me you may have peace. In this world you'll have tribulation, but take heart, because I have overcome the world. And so despite, um, despite our circumstances, we can have hope and we can have peace. And, and hope and peace go, go so closely hand in hand. In fact, um, peace is a, is a necessary condition for hope. Because when our spirit is at peace, then we can have hope in every circumstance. So, um, like I said, this is, this is really awkward for me um, because, you know, if, if I'm up here and I've got that, that guitar in between me, it's, it's no problem. Like, I can talk, um, but, but this is just so weird. And, and so, uh, you know, a few weeks ago, whenever um, we as a, as a staff sat down and, and we were planning this out, um, Andy said, you know, we were talking about Advent, and he said, you know, I'd, I'd like for us to break it up and, and have everybody do a, do a week. And for some strange reason, I immediately was like, yeah, that's, that's a great idea. Not thinking, or maybe I was thinking, not, you know, that I would be part of that. <laughs> and, uh, and so, you know, we, uh, we, we kind of started to, to schedule it out. And originally, as we, as we first put it together, I was going to be speaking last week. And um, through a series of circumstances, we didn't know Spud was going to be able to be here because of soccer. And so he was like, I'll, I'll have to take the fourth. And um, didn't even really look at what, think about what day um, this would be that I'd be speaking on peace. But um, this, as I've been putting this together, has given me a huge um, opportunity to um, get anxious, get fearful. Um, all this week, as, as I've been preparing this, um, I've just really had to lean into these, these um, principles and these keys that I feel like God's put on my heart um, in order so that I could be able to get up here and, and talk in front of you guys. Because give me a microphone, I can sing. And I, that's what I told Andy. I was like, I might just sing this out, you know. It might just be a lot easier for me to just get up here and sing this. Um, but, um, you know, I, I just really had to lean into these principles. And, and um you know, anxiety and fear um, are real things, 
and it's something that um, can easily grip our hearts. Um, but we have to rest in the fact, just like, like Andy said as he was closing out communion, um, we have to rest in the fact that Jesus is our peace, and, and we rest in him. And so, um, you know, peace is, it's, it's an immense blessing. It is a huge blessing that God gives us. And there's, there's a, a lot of things that peace does for us. Peace is, is um, and we're going to look at Philippians 4 in just a minute, but there's, there's a couple of keys and, and a couple of things that peace does for us whenever um, we allow it to come in. It banishes, it kicks out all of our worry and distress from our life. And it guards our heart and our mind, and it, it almost even acts like a soldier on guard to, to be able to defend us against the fear and worry and distress, and, and not only does it kick it, kick it out, but it, it stands guard so that it can't come back in. And the peace of God is stronger than all of our worries, our inward worries and fears, just like God is stronger and greater than our situations and circumstances his peace is greater than all of our worries and fears. And we can experience this inward peace and tranquility in the midst of the most trying circumstances. And uh, that doesn't even seem natural or rational. And that's why Paul says in Philippians 4 that it surpasses all of our understanding. And uh, we're going to look. Um, Caleb, will you go ahead and put those lyrics up there? Um, we, we sang this song, It Is Well With My Soul. And and it is such an amazing, amazing hymn. And, and you guys probably know it, um, but you might not know the history behind the song. And this was written in uh, about 1874 by Horatio Spafford. Um, Horatio Spafford was a lawyer in Chicago and uh, a prominent businessman and real estate investor. And um, he wrote this in around 1874 after he had suffered a series of traumatic events. Uh, in 1871, just so you guys know, he lost his two-year-old son to scarlet fever. And then later on that same year, um, there was the Great Fire of Chicago. And um, him being a real estate investment in, investor, um, the Great Fire of Chicago um, destroyed about three and a half square miles of the city. And so it took out pretty much all of his real estate investment and, uh, and left him um, struggling pretty hard. But as he rebounded from that, um, a few years later, in 1873, he had planned a trip for he and his four daughters to go to England and visit uh, their, their evangelist friend, D.L. Moody, um, who's going to be speaking over there. And so he um, planned this trip, but he got tied up due to some business. And so he went ahead and he sent his wife and his four daughters uh, on over to England. And in November of that year, uh, the ship that they were on collided with another and the ship sank, and they lost all four of their daughters. And uh, his wife, upon um, landing in England, sent him a message, said that she was the only one that survived. And so he immediately jumped on the ship and sailed across the ocean. And, and as he's traveling across the same ocean that swallowed up his four daughters, he penned these lyrics. It says, when peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll, as he's looking over the sea that swallowed his daughters, he says, when sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my lot thou hast taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. And this is, this is from a man who had every opportunity to give in to fear and depression and despair, but he had experienced peace that guarded his heart and his mind. 
And it's just, it's so hard to understand how our world can be collapsing. We could lose all four of our daughters and still write this amazing hymn because we're perfectly at peace and composed because the peace of God has guarded our heart. And that's what God, God does for us. So let's go ahead and take a look at Philippians 4, um, verses 6 through 9. So it says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is noble, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. What you have learned from me and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. So, here found in, in Philippians 4, um, I think there's, there's three keys that we need to uh, grab onto to be able to receive peace. And the first is there in, in verse 6, and it says, In everything, by prayer and supplication, make your request be known to God. So our initial response whenever struggles and, and worries come our way our initial response to fear and anxiety must be prayer. So whatever we're, whatever we're facing that causes us mental or emotional pain, we have to bring that to the Lord. And I think sometimes, um, I know in my own life, I'm tempted to only want to bring him the big stuff. You know, and I, I, I want to try and shoulder some of the smaller things that, that I feel like I can, I can, I can carry. Um, but as we start to heap more and more of these smaller worries on our, on our shoulders, even though it might just be a little thing, as we get more and more on our shoulders, it becomes too much to bear. So we have to bring everything to Christ. And just as it says in Hebrews 4, 16, so that we can receive mercy and grace at his throne room. And our basis for peace of mind is that when we pray, God hears us. And so that's what we have to, we have to believe in faith as we pray that God hears us, and that whenever he hears us, he's going to answer us. And when he answers us, he's going to give us what is good, always delivering what is the best for that situation. We have to understand and accept the fact that he sees the big picture. Um, he stands outside of time, and he sees the big picture. And, and through our, our finite um, vision, it's easy for us to get get focused on one little thing and, and not really understand that, that God sees the, the full picture, but we have to trust him and what he's going to give us based on his infinite wisdom. So once we take our concerns to the Lord, um, a lot of times we're tempted to bring it and, and we say, all right, God, this is yours. And we walk away, but then, then we come back and we, and we pick that up. And, but once we do that, once we bring it to him, we have to leave it there. We have to, um, just as it says in, in 1 Peter 5, 7, we have to cast all our anxiety on him because he cares for us. And when we, when we do that, that word cast, it's, it's not like a, like a fisherman. I know Barry likes to, you know, we go fishing, you cast it out, but then you retrieve it. But we don't, we don't want to do that. What we're going to do is we cast it. It's like throwing a ball, really. It's like throwing a ball to somebody. And... As we do that, as we cast it on him, we're throwing the ball to him. And 
at that point, once he receives a ball, the ball is in his court. And we have to just trust and rest in his faithfulness and his goodness. There, um, you know, I know I'm talking about a lot of hymns, but um, there's such amazing theology that is found in these old hymns. And um, there's one that has, uh, we actually used to sing it here um, at Freedom a long time ago. It's called Leave It There. And the chorus of it goes, leave it there, leave it there, take your burdens to the Lord and leave it there. If you trust and never doubt, he'll surely bring you out. Take your burdens to the Lord and leave it there. And so our initial response to um, fear, anxiety, depression, worry, is that we must stop. We've got to pray for mercy and grace and bring our concerns to Jesus. And as we do that, we have to couple that with the next key, which is thanksgiving. You know, it says here in, in verse 6, we, with prayer and thanksgiving, make your request known to God. And a lot of times we get overrun by fear and worry, and, and that becomes the primary focus for what we're looking at. And we lose sight of how good God has already been in our life. Through, throughout the Old Testament, um, there are instances where God would command and, and ask his people to build um, altars of what he had done for them so that they could be able to remember. Um, after, in Exodus 17, after the, uh, the Israelites defeated the Amalekites, um, the Lord told Moses to write, in, write it down as a memorial in a book, the events that took place. And then he also um, told him to recite it to the ears of Joshua. And the Lord also commanded Moses at the same time to build an altar um, so that they would be able to remember what took place in that battle. And then in 1 Samuel 7, this is just another example of when the Lord uh, had, and, and it's funny, all these, these took place at a war, um, these, these examples. It took, took place at a war, which I think um, you know, as we battle fear and worry, it's like a, it's like a war in our mind. Um, so um, the Israelites were at war with the Philistines, and uh, they were terrified to go into this battle uh, because they feel, feared that they would, uh, they would be defeated. And so they begged Samuel to not cease praying for them. And um, so Samuel prayed, and God responded to his prayers, and the, Amal um, the Philistines were defeated. And as a result of that, Samuel built an altar, and he named it Ebenezer. And a lot of times they would name these altars. Um, you know, and, and so he named it Ebenezer, which means stone of help. And what this did um, by them building these altars and these monuments and writing down the stories in a book um, and reciting it through, through uh, generations was it allowed... Um, allowed a, a, a legacy of thankfulness to be built in the, the people of Israel. What it would do is it would allow us a, a father and son, as they were walking and traveling, it would allow them to pause as they walked past this monument. And it would allow the father to tell the son of God's faithfulness and his goodness to his people. And it passed that on to another generation. As it does say, too, in, in Hebrews, that faith comes by hearing. And so as we hear, 
the, the, the stories of what happened. Um, that's why our testimonies are so important. As we hear um, the stories of what takes place in other people's lives, it generates faith in us. It generates faith in other people. And we're able to, to latch onto that faith and, and be able to carry on. But it would, it would give an opportunity for this generation, this, this legacy of thankfulness to be able to be built up. And um, I just want to encourage you guys um, this week, especially as we're, as you know, we just celebrated Thanksgiving, but we're also in this holiday Christmas time. Um, I want to encourage you guys to, to, to let's take this, this piece right here and let's put this piece into some action. Um, as you make time this week to, to reflect on a time whenever God showed his goodness, showed his faithfulness, showed his deliverance in your life, um, I want to encourage you to write it down. Um, put it somewhere where you, you can be able to see it. If you have a prayer journal, write it down in that. If you, if you just want to write it down on a piece of paper, um, stick it up on your refrigerator so that you can be able to, to see that. Because a lot of times, if we don't write it down, if we don't um, commit it to memory, we're going to forget about it. Um, and I know there's a, lot of, there's a lot of times, just even with uh, the, the, the transition that Holly and I made now almost three and a half years ago to come down here, there were just so many, um, so many amazing things that God did for us as we um, began our journey down here. And I'm, I'm kind of kicking myself in the butt right now because I did not write those things down. And I, I, as they get further and further away in our memory, um, we tend to forget them. And so I want to encourage you guys, pause sometime this week and, and just ask God to reveal a time in, in your life where he, um, he showed his goodness and his faithfulness. Because um, as we do that, it's going gonna, it's gonna to just, like I said, it's going to begin to generate faith in you um, to be able to get through uh, the various circumstances. And, and also, as you're sitting around the, the dinner table this week, um, I want to encourage you to share that with your family because that then creates a legacy of thankfulness. As you tell your children about a time whenever um, God delivered you from whatever it could be, um, it's going to create a, a legacy of thankfulness in them. So... Um, Just, just do that. Just take, it, take a moment and, and write it down. Because um, it, it, it does, you know, we, we uh, not that long ago, as we were doing this, uh, this story team, and we've kind of shown a couple of the videos, um, but we're working on, on Amy's um, story right now. And, um, you know, the, the telling stories, um, like I said, it just generates faith in people. And when we get to show her story up here, uh, on on the uh, the screen, you guys are going to just be blown away um, at what God has done in in their life, and and so just just reflect on this time, so it creates thankfulness in your heart because thankfulness breaks anxiety, it breaks the control of fear in our minds, and it brings peace to us. Um, this third the third key, we're going to go ahead and, and uh, move on to the third key. Um, and this one actually goes really, really hand-in-hand hand with Thanksgiving. And it's, uh, it's found there in verse 8. Um, and it's just dwell on the positive. And Paul says here, 
Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. And I think this is a, an area where I, I, I know I do, and I think most of us um, tend to struggle with. A lot of times whenever we're filled with worry or fear, uh, our minds tend to focus on the negatives, and we lose sight of the positives. Again, that just kind of goes right back to Thanksgiving. But um, I think this not only applies to what we think about, but it also applies to what we, what we put into our, into our souls and put into our spirit. Um, you know, we don't, we don't need to focus on and put in things that are not true. We don't need to put in things into our, into our soul that are not pure, that are not lovely, things that are not commendable. And I think this goes with music, with TV, with, with social media, um, with movies, what, whatever you, you, you put into your body and in, into your soul. Um, it needs to be honorable. It needs to be pure. And uh, I know, you know, this might come as a surprise, but music has always been um, something that I've had to guard um, within my, my own self. Um, music is a, uh, it's a big inlet for me. Um, I love, I love music and I love listening to, um, amazing guitar players. Um, I love listening to just all kinds of different, different sounds because it's, it's so powerful. And music has, um, this, this ability to bring freedom um, it has a, an ability to bring deliverance, but it can also bring fear and anxiety and worry, depending on what we're listening to and what we're putting into us. And uh, so, so for the most part now, I have uh, solely started listening to um, worship music. Um, and it's not just because I, I lead worship and I'm always looking for, for new songs and things like that, but um, I just had to guard my, my heart um, with, with different kind of, with with that particular inlet for me, because, um, like I said, you know, music is, is so powerful, um, if, if I allow, um, I'm going to pick on, pick on country music, because it's so easy, I, I'm not a big country music fan, but I know it's, it's, it, it's low-hanging fruit, you know, it's, it's like, my dog died, I lost my first love, and the beer in my hand is the only thing that gets me through this all, but, um, you know, if, if, if I were to listen to that on a, on a regular basis, then that's going to that's gonna get into me and that's going to be something where it's going to cause me fear and anxiety and, and, and start to get me depressed. And that's kind of depressing. I don't want my dog to die. <laughs> I like my dog. Just one of them, though. Yeah. Andy only likes one of his dogs, too. He always tries to give me... Give me judo. I said, no, I'll take I'll take Coda. I like Coda. I don't I don't want judo. <laughs> that was y'all's first dog. Y'all need to keep that. So, but um, <clears throat> yeah, you know, it's just just too much of of a negative thing, and I start to focus on that, and and it starts to change my attitude. It starts to change my mindset, and it can it can uh, it can pull me away from focusing on on what God's done. So, you know, this is a real simple um, application here. It's just dwell on the positive. And, uh, you know, as a, as a Christian, 
uh, with God being for us, working through us. We should be the most optimistic people in the in the world, and and you know and following these three keys through prayer and thanksgiving and dwelling on the positive, I think that's gonna that's gonna allow us to be able to bring peace um, to our world. Not necessarily the entire world, but we can bring peace to our own world. And so, how do we how do we do that? How do we practice peace? Uh, we're going to take a look at verse nine here, and um, it's real simple. It says, "What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you." So we just have to take these keys. We have to practice it. We have to use it. We have to do it. I know that's a lot easier said than done, but um, we just have to, we have to really practice it. And, um, you know, we have these, these keys, and, and uh, if, if I was given a key to a brand new car, but I never did go and unlock the door, I never did sit in the, in the driver's seat, I never did turn on the ignition, I never did take it for, for a drive then I wouldn't get to experience the full extent of that gift. And so we just have to take these keys and we have to use them. We have to put them into practice. As we, as we begin to bring our worries and concerns to the Lord and, and lift up thankful hearts in praise, um, we fill our lives with, with positive things. We begin to experience the fullness of God's peace. So... I just want to encourage you guys today, let's, and throughout this week, um, ask the Holy Spirit to identify which one of these three areas you might need to um, put into practice more. Do you need to change your first response from panic to prayer? Um, Do you need to reflect on what God has already done for you and make an altar of remembrance by writing down um, what he's done for you? Or do you need to, to cut out some of the negative sources of influence and, and, and thoughts um, and replace them with godly and positive things? Um, you know, this, this time of year can, can be a little hectic, and it can, be a, it can be something that causes us to lose our peace. But um, I just want to encourage you guys, take these take these um, these three keys, and, and I don't think that um, that it's anything really difficult for us to do. Um, but let's take these and, and, and put them into practice so that we can be able to bring peace to our world. Um, so I want to I want to I want to pray for you guys. I, I just feel like there's a lot of us that um, that have a tendency to 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 focus on fear and worry, and um, a lot of us are struggling with peace, um, especially during this time as, you know, we might have lost loved, loved ones or, um, you know, it can just be a time that, that, that causes a lot of pain for people, the holidays. So um, I just want to pray for you guys that, that the God of peace will just come and, 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 uh, and just minister to you, and, and that as we... Um, as we focus on these 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 three keys, that that we just begin to to walk in peace. So, 
Um, if the, if go ahead, let's go ahead and everybody, uh, we'll just close our eyes. And if that's something that you're struggling with, if you're struggling with peace, um, if you're struggling with depression, um, if you're struggling with despair and worry, um, I just want you guys to just slip up your hand, and uh, I want to pray for you guys. Jesus, we, we just acknowledge that you are the Prince of Peace. We acknowledge that you are our champion, and you have overcome the world, and you have come so that in you we could, we could have peace. And so right now I just, I just ask that... Um, that we will just take these, these, these moments when, when fear and worry and anxiety grip our hearts and our minds, that our initial response comes to, uh, from, from being panicked and worried, God, but we come in prayer and we bring these requests and we bring these things to you. God, that we come with thankful hearts full of praise of what you've done for us. God, and that we begin to dwell on, on positive things. God, we think about things that you would think about. God, not the, not the things that so fill our, our, our hearts from the, from the flesh, God, but um, we just focus on you. So, so, Jesus, just come like the Prince of Peace right now over, over every one of us and um, just fill our hearts with, with your, your love with your faithfulness, with your goodness, with your gentleness. God, and let your peace, like a soldier, guard our hearts and protect us. Yeah. I love you. Amen. 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 Hey, how about that? Can y'all? Yeah. Good job, man. He even, he even left me his coffee. That's, you can't ask for a whole lot more than that. That's pretty amazing. And, and by the way, I love both of my dogs. Uh, Judo my Maltepu is suffering with anxiety, though. That dude barks at everything. Code my Siberian Huskies just keeps pulling him in the head and saying, shut up all the time. That's why I love Kodo. Hey, but I want to just say something, um, and, I, and I, I appreciate what Justin said about peace guarding our hearts. And um, as Justin was speaking, I was reminded of something. I grew up in a military family, and my dad um, was sent all over the world on different assignments. And so for a bulk of my childhood, my dad wasn't in the house. And I remember as a little guy, about five years old, getting real worked up and getting really fearful. And I had a Mickey Mouse stuffed doll that was about my size. And I thought for some reason that Mickey Mouse was my peace, and so at night when I would get really scared, what I would do is I had a bunk bed with my older brother. He was on top, and of course, I'm on the bottom, and I would put Mickey Mouse, I'd be up against the wall, and I would put Mickey Mouse in front of me because inside I knew, I know some of you are looking at me like, what in the world are you talking about? Just follow me. I knew Mickey Mouse was just inevitably bulletproof and bigger than anybody who was going to break into my home and, and try to hurt me or try to harm me. 
And I would put Mickey Mouse there, and I would just get behind Mickey Mouse. But listen, as I got older, I realized Mickey Mouse is just a thing, right? It's just a stuffed animal. And I realized something as I kind of got older and, and I began to understand that even though Mickey Mouse wasn't big enough, my fear still wasn't going away. And so here's the thing is that what we try to do is this, is we try to put something, a buffer between our fear and the reality that we think is going to hit us, don't we? And sometimes that's stuff and sometimes that's people and sometimes it's just being comfortable with our anxiety. And what Jesus came to do, like Justin talked about this morning, is to champion our lives in the way of peace. And for some of us this morning, we need to take that time of introspective, looking in, and beginning to ask the Holy Spirit, what buffers have I put in my life as a placement for your peace? Because this morning, listen, here would be the tragedy of coming in this house and hearing the word of God and meeting with God and leaving here without understanding that there is a Jesus who wants to be your peace. None of us have stuffed Mickey Mouses in our bed. If you do, talk to me after service. We'll start a support group. It's all right. But listen, I know you don't have Mickey Mouse in your bed, but what do you have? Because here's what the Holy Spirit wants to do, is he wants to confirm and make real in your life that there is a peace that is able to supply and keep you, and keep you in a place of steadfastness, even in this season. And listen, if, if like Pastor Justin said, there, there's been a tragedy, and this season is a dark season for you, not a joyful season for you, then there is a Savior that wants to be your peace. He wants to be your healer. And for some of you, you say, look, and you see this season, and you don't have the resources to do what you think you need to do. There is a Savior who wants to be your resource. He wants to bring you up to a better place. This is why Jesus came. Jesus flipped the script on understanding what truly gives us peace. He came in and he said, listen, the world looks at all these things as peace, but I want you to consider the sparrows of the air. And the lilies of the valley, are they concerned about anything? No, I am the God who supplies their tomorrow. Their peace rests in the certainty of their creator. Now, if something without a soul can rest in the certainty of their creator, why can't you and I? Today, listen, this is, this is too important of a message to just let slip by. Today, the gift of peace is being offered through Jesus Christ. The gift of peace is being offered. So let's pause our hearts. Let's pause our hearts and say whatever it is that is trying to steal our peace. Because I know that there are folks in this room that would give everything they have to have the reality and the grasp of peace in their life. And you can through Jesus. Would you stand to your feet? I'm so tempted to drink this coffee. It's crazy. Maybe coffee stands in your way. No, I'm just kidding. No, no, okay. God is so good. God is so good. Man, what a good word this morning. What a good word. What a good Savior we have in Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for 
our peace. Thank you, Jesus, for our peace. Thank you that you are our peace. Jesus, let us always go to you first in prayer. Let us always go to you as our source. Let us continually be a thankful people. Let us always dwell in the place of your presence and think on your goodness and think upon good things to stay in the place of peace. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, I know we already prayed, but we're going to pray one more time. It's okay. We're in church. But for every person here that is struggling in the reality of a distance that seems too big for them to find peace, Holy Spirit, I pray that you would come right now and that you would let the revelation that Jesus is our peace begin to touch those hearts that are struggling right there. That this Christmas season, that they would know, maybe for the very first time, the reality that you are the loving Father that resources them, that hears them, that meets all their needs, that gives the peace that cannot be shaken, cannot be stolen, cannot be taken by anything that hits us. That you are the peace that is our foundation and our rock. So Holy Spirit, come and do that right now in this moment for every person, I pray. Thank you, Lord, for that. Thank you, Lord, for that. Thank you, Lord, for that. If that's you right now, just begin to own that and just begin to say, thank you, Jesus. Become thankful for that. Thank you, Jesus. Listen, I, don't, I know you might not feel that, but if that's you, just say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You are my peace. You are my peace. I don't need anything else. You are my peace. Whatever I'm concerned with, whatever I'm anxious about, you are my peace. Thank you, Jesus. You are my peace. Father, I just pray your blessing upon every person here today. Lord, that truly the joy of this season would be felt in every heart, would be felt in every mind, that we would just have a sense of your goodness all around us. Let your goodness and your mercy follow every person here all the days of their life, that they would know that wonderful love that you have for them, I pray. In the name of Jesus, amen, amen.